0: and welcome back to another episode of the Toffee Blues podcast. In this episode, it's myself joined by Terry and also James from the Babylon Blues. So uh, yeah, thank you, Tim, for coming on. Uh, In this episode, we've got the extra time for our game against Southampton, the 1-0 win at Goodison. We're going to be previewing the West Brom game at the Hawthorns on Thursday. And of course, Terry's going to be rounding it off with the Toffee Blues quiz. Uh, So yeah, hope you all enjoy it. Let's get straight into it. james um you were on our pre-match stream for the derby and i haven't seen you since i know you were in our chat last night and um yeah just want to get your feelings about that mate because remember we were sort of talking it down weren't we in the stream uh, and we will get on to southampton i promise but um yeah just want to get you like your feelings about that especially after we were expecting so little i mean i don't mind talking about
1: the derby game to be fair I'll do that till until the day I die but um yeah we, we were proper crying at in weren't we because you we were saying like oh well yeah we've been beat every which way it can't get any worse and then I think I can't I think we might have settled on a like a 1-1 or a or a 1-0 in the end and then obviously we scored after like three four minutes and I'm thinking that is just the perfect start and then yeah it feels like ages ago now I think because I've just like really Loved every minute of it since. I've like counted. I've been just drifting through life during this last lockdown, and then the last like nine days have been the longest I've I've, I've felt alive for. So I've absolutely loved it, and then we won again uh, last night, obviously. So yeah, it's been a great, what,
0: ten days now. So just hope it keeps going. Yeah, and of course we're but here today to preview uh, to extra time. Sorry for last night's game against Southampton, a one nil win. A really hard-fought one, Terry, really good one as well. Um, I was made up because of the you know, the bad home form. But, yeah, what were you, what's your thoughts on last night? Just, you know, your main thoughts of, of last night because it was a good one to win, wasn't it? We needed a win there. Yeah, the um, most
2: important thing is the final results and the points on the board, and that's all you can really say about the game. It wasn't the... Best game to watch for the purest or for the neutral, but I don't care about purists. And I don't care about neutrals. I don't care about Everton. And um, I think it was a professional performance. I mean, it doesn't doesn't feel this way for a supporter when you're watching it. At the, you know, in the middle of the game, but I felt we were comfortable throughout. We were in no danger of um, you know losing the league once we added. Southampton had you know spells of decent build-up play, but didn't really threaten Jordan Pickford until towards the end of the game when they had Vestergaard um, draw the save out to pick. And even then, that wasn't really, you know, it was a good save, but it wasn't like, you know, they were, they, they were laying seeds to the goal. That was their only moment in the whole game. And Everton otherwise, we in complete command. Um, yeah, good result. And uh, victory was good enough for me. The yeah. performance was good enough, rather.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. I was. I was particularly impressed with Pickford as well because it was pretty much the only thing he had to do in the whole game, except for sort of be, uh, you know, an outlet with, with the distribution, wasn't it? So, yeah, uh, James, your opinion of the game last night because it was a, it was a tough one to watch at times, but it was a win, wasn't it? That's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same as Terry. I, I've been saying all week since the derby. I don't care how we play against Southampton, because I know they can be tricky. They've got a few real key injuries, mine. So I didn't think it was going to be as tough as the game when we played them earlier on in the season, which I was quite worried about at the time. But um yeah, I didn't care how we won it last night, as long as we did that. And that's exactly what we went and did. My mate, who I did the podcast with, uh, to text me for the game, like saying, I can't bother talking about a game for ages tonight, like, just give us a one niler?" And that's exactly what happened, so... Yeah, and to be fair, I'll take a 1-0 on on Thursday. I think they're the games that I just really want us to win now and capitalise on other teams dropping points and games coming really uh, thick and fast. And obviously, we've still got a game in hand on quite a few teams in the league with with that Villa game. So, um, yeah, for the minute, I don't really care how he plays. I just want us to get the three points. And, um, yeah, and obviously, we get players back fit and get a bigger squad and, and what have you as the season keeps going on but yeah build some momentum towards that cup game I think is the, the most important thing for me right now
0: Yeah well there was it was good it, it was a it's good in the way that we can probably now put a bit of a, a run together going into the cup game at the end of this month um, and of course going into Thursday Thursday's a massive game no, Teddy isn't it because that can take us up to fourth for a little bit you know because Liverpool playing Chelsea after that but as James mentioned, with that game in hand, Thursday's even more important now because of last night, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's, it's a cliche to say they all
2: important, but it's true they are like it's it's about getting momentum going now. We're coming into towards the end of the season. We've come through the you know the most difficult periods of the season for you know scheduling and you know injuries and stuff like that. We're getting players back. You know, Allen's kept come back against Southampton. Um, so you want to beat West Brom, especially then you've got three wins in a row, and you you know you you start to snowball, then you know gather more and more momentum, and you can go into games because there's going to be a lot of hard games coming up. But if you've got under, you're coming off the back of a good run of wins and a good run of performances and a good run of clean sheets, maybe then you can you can go into those games and have nothing to fear. And that's what we're going to need to do. And, and West Brom. They are basically not going to prioritize the game against Everton compared to the game they have got at the weekends. I think is against Newcastle. Is right? I
0: haven't checked, but um, no. It... Basically, they're
2: playing. They're playing a fellow relegation rival on the, uh, on the weekend, so they, and they don't want to be playing this game against Everton. So I think Allardyce might even rotate some players. So got to go into those games and get some get the momentum going, get a run
0: going because it's going to be crucial now. Yeah, and it was. Immediately when the final whistle went last night and they showed the table, it was just like, wow, this, that game on, on Thursday is so important. And we will preview that one on the channel, so stay tuned for it as well. Um, but going on to last night's performance, there was a couple of real standout players. I personally, James, thought Takore was fantastic. And not 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 a lot of people are sort of drumming him up. I think a couple of people shouted out for Richarlison, Man of the Match, which Sky gave him. Um, Pickford as well was in there but I thought DeCorey was really good so what did you make of him because I'm interested to know what other people thought of him
1: yeah I thought Decore played well last night to be fair my dad said um, he's like I think DeCorey's an most consistent player this season I said yeah he probably has along with um, Calvert-Lewin but I sort of said you know bye Virtue of the fact he's played, I think he's played the most minutes in, in in the squad. I think the only game he hasn't played in the league might have been Leicester. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think you like James, yeah, because he,
0: he, I think he got a suspension, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he was suspended there. He got booked against um, Wolves. So I think um, that's the only game he's missed, as I say, I, I believe. I know he's been taken off a few times. I think he got took off at Old Trafford maybe uh, towards the end, but. Yeah, he's just been. I think he's been really good for us this season, and, and he sort of offered a lot going forward and uh, defensively. I think it's six goal involvements, which I think might be his second best season in England. Maybe he had that one season of offer where he got close to ten. I think so. Yeah, I, I think Deco has been really good tonight um, this season, sorry. And I think carvert Lewin last night did a sort of classic. Uh, striker's performance in terms of he absolutely bullied that Sally Sue at centre-half before he was pathetic to be honest um, didn't score but I thought he put in a decent shift um, Charles on still goal well um, John Pickford stayed focused throughout the game which has been the biggest concern for me I think is the games when he's not very busy is I think he can then make a bit of an error and you know, he's not switched on before his distrib- distribution was really good save at the end very big and uh yeah, to be honest with you I didn't really think there was anyone who was he wasn't great. I just think it was a bit of a sluggish all-round performance. Both teams not at their best, but we got the win and, and as we keep on saying,
0: that's all that's all that mattered for me tonight uh, last night. Um and like you mentioned there, Calvert Lewin. And I agree with you there, James, because and I had a bit of a controversial take about, you know, about probably about just before half time where he, he sort of bullied off a Southampton player and won a throw in. Um but he sort of tracked all the way back for it, and he did put in one of those performances that you have to put in. Um, he he didn't score a goal he didn't get an assist, but he seemed to be there and he wanted that win more than anyone. And I made a like a, a, a controversial. Uh, I said, if he gets if he starts to get twenty goals, I think he's better than Romelu Lukaku, purely because at that you know he's. I think he just offers a lot more than him. I know Lukaku was an out and out brilliant goal scorer, but I think, I think he definitely deserves them. You know that 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 comparison. I think if he continues to score the goals like he does, um, and he finishes this season on, I'm not sure what he's on at the moment, but if he starts to get 20 goals, how is he not better than Lukaku for me? He offers a lot more than him, and if he can get the goals to to rival him, then I don't know. I I just think not enough people are talking about it, Teddy. What do you think? Well, he was an absolute bull against Southampton. They couldn't live
2: with him. He just absolutely made the lives hell. Um, Like like James said, that Salah, So he, he wanted to get off the pitch because he just couldn't, he couldn't cope. Um, better than Lukaku, um, I think. He I I prefer Calvert Lewin as a player and as a. As a person, frankly, to Lukaku, I think he's a far more committed to Everton. He's much more of a quote unquote Everton player, but he's better than him. I think he'll be better than him when he's better than him. He's got to have a few seasons of scoring 20 goals before he can make that call. That's uh, still quite early for me. That because Lukaku, regardless of whatever else you say about him, is Everton's top goal scorer in the Premier League era. I would love to sit here and uh, when when Dominic Calvert Lewin breaks that and he's the new top scorer in the Premier League era, and then I'll say it. But he's definitely a better fit at Everton than Lukaku was, I'll say that.
0: I just, yeah, I know, and obviously there's that. But I think if we're talking about, like, obviously not at the moment, but if we're talking about projected, you know, based on how I think he's going to do in the next few years, I do expect him to, to pass that and um, the way he's going. But when, when he's playing, I think, and he just would have been a perfect uh, partner for him if he was still at the club, because I was watching him and I just think I'm more confident with him on the pitch that we're going to create a chance than I was with Lukaku, because Lukaku would stand up there and wait for the ball. Um, I feel more, I think, and as well in this Everton side, he's got more... He's, Compare and there's of course there is comparisons, isn't it, to that Martinez team from from when Lukaku first signed? Um, but with this Ancelotti team, I just see him being better than him, James. What do you think?
1: I think the big difference is is that Lukaku came as like not the finished article, but he was a lot closer to the finished article. I know he's a bit older as well, and he'd had more experience. He'd been at uh, West Brom. I think he got into double figures there, maybe. 14, 15 goals, something like that. And then he came to us as, he felt like when he came to us, he was already a proven Premier League goal scorer. And, and, you know, he he definitely sort of filled his boots in that regard. Um, He then did it the next season and the next season and the next season. And he didn't have a bad year at Everton. I think maybe the 14, 15, he only got nine or 10 league goals, but he did score a few in Europe as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's what Terry said. That's the other big thing is that I just think as a, fit for Everton, come and he's sort of learned his trade here, and hes he seems like he's very happy to be at Everton, whereas with Lukaku, it always felt like we were going to lose him. Whereas with Carvalhoen, I'm can i not saying it'll happen, but I can sit here and think that he will still be an Everton player in two, three years, whereas Lukaku, I remember the year we signed him, I think Wolfsburg was sniffing around him, and I remember thinking when rumours started circling, it might not even keep him um, in the, the January after we signed him, like he'd been there six months and it was already... so. Um, it feels like he's a much better fit, and he's on the correct trajectory to probably overtake Lukaku. I think there's certain instances where I'd rather have Lukaku, and certain instances where I'd rather have carver Lewin. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think they're the most. Uh, so sort of, I think they are quite similar in that sort of regard. So I do think you can get a definitive answer on, on who's better by the end of carballoon's time at Everton. But yeah, I think to do that, he probably needs to overtake him in the um, Premier League goal scoring charts for us. I think yeah. he's 68 or something. So mm.
0: yeah, I think that's what he has to do. I know. I, I was just, you know, there last night, I just watched him and I thought, this lad has absolutely, he, he's ran himself into the ground all night. He was there, he was creating chances and... and don't get me wrong, he could have had a goal or an assist if, if Richarlison had maybe stuck a bit closer to them there was a couple of times where the ball landed at Carvert Loon on the edge of the box and he chested it down and Richarlison was just a yard too too wide of it. And I was just watching, I was just thinking, I prefer him to Lukaku when he when he you know in, in his like first or second season, whatever this really is, as you count it for Carvalho because he'd been at the club for a while. Um we actually signed him while Lukaku was still at the club, didn't we? So um I don't know. I just, I just watching him. I feel like he offers so much more to the game, and I feel like he's going to overtake him in goals if he carries on. If he stays at Everton for the foreseeable, I feel like he's gonna, he's gonna overtake him in goals. I think he's gonna. He offers a lot more than him for me. And I've been Calvert Lewin's biggest critic. And growing up, I loved Romelu Lukaku because he was the Everton striker for me. Um, you know, when I started to sort of shape into the type sort of Evertonian I am now and he is he was an idol for me but for me it's just watching Calvert-Lewin I'm just a lot more confident with Calvert-Lewin on the pitch and um, yeah and maybe it's just me but let me let us know in the comments what you think Uh, but yeah I want to talk about Jordan Pickford as well lads because he he buried the hatchet last week at Anfield with with that, that performance but Terry last night Pickford didn't have anything to do really but popped up with that save so what did you make of him? Um,
2: yeah, he had, he had a decent game.
0: You know, he wasn't wasn't the perfect
2: game. He flapped at a few things, and you know, but he came up when it mattered. Um, much like the rest of the team, he, he, he went. He wasn't spectacular, but when it counted, he was there. And that that save from their one and only, you know, good chance. That's as good as a goal. That was as big as a second goal. We won the game. Yeah, hundred percent. I said I, on the on the reaction that won us the game. That save. Yeah, we won the game in that moment, and I think Southampton knew it as well. So, you know, got to give him credit where it's due. You know, like, his big involvement in the game was to save us two points. So, you know, credit to Jordan Pickford. Two decent performances back to back and um, two clean sheets back to back. He needs to carry on with that, Just build on it, build on yeah. it because he's got a long way back for a lot of
0: supporters, but he's doing himself no harm with his performances at the minute. James, like Terry said, two two clean sheets recently. Yeah, what what have you made what did you make of him last night? Because I was one of his again his biggest critic and I still do critic critique him and I think he's got a long way to go to bring himself up to the level of the goalkeeper that we need if we're gonna be in the Champions League. But um it, when a player plays well, I, I love talking about them and you know and praising them. So what did you make of, of him last night? Because I think he deserves quite a bit of credit for that last night.
1: Yeah, I think um, it was another big performance. But I, I was sort of saying to someone this morning, actually, that I think if Ancelotti um, is unsure on pick for them these next dozen games or so are going to save his Everton career or sort of finish it, if you like. Or I think if Ancelotti's already decided that he wants a new goalie and so on, then it doesn't matter if next two months he throws the ball and there's net every game or he wins his two points most weeks. I, I think if, he, if he's made his mind up then um, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, last night he had one big thing to do and he did that and um, the thing with me of a goalkeeper is just you need someone who's reliable in, in net. There's nothing worse than um, if you're kind of goalie that like you just don't trust in net. I remember when West Ham had that, um, I can't think what his name was, that Spanish keeper they signed a couple of seasons ago. Um uh, Roberto yeah I remember when he played West Ham were an absolute pony because they had like this fella in there he couldn't do anything and you never, you can't go down any good team in football any team that's you know gone into Europe and say oh well they haven't actually their goalkeeper's pretty poor I know there's been some goalies who maybe aren't world class but like I think the few and far between the teams who are successful they've always got a great goalkeeper in there I think John Pickford's got the potential for that but As I say, he needs to do it for the rest of this season before we even start thinking about him being our goalkeeper in some form of of European competition because, um, yeah, again, as Terry said, he's got a long way back for a lot of fans and um, he's certainly got a long way back for me. So it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on in the next, as I say, I think it's about a dozen games and hopefully a couple more in the the cup. But last night, yeah, he he earned his money last night, so I was pleased with him.
0: Yeah, I was... I was just happy for him because it seems like uh, he, he's much higher on confidence. Um, there was one point where like, the ball went back to him and his pass through the middle to Alan was brilliant and he just seemed to be a lot better with his feet. Made that important save. He seemed to just be really high on confidence and I was absolutely made up with it. Uh, but there's no real players I think who you know who, who you could say had a, a real bad game. I think you know, maybe Holgate at times give it away a bit too much. And uh, and you know, but apart from that, I think everyone sort of, you know, was was pretty good. Um, not saying Holgate was bad though. You know, he's pretty solid at right back, and uh, the team we put out won us the game, which was which was handy. Um, Sigerton's pass as well needs to be mentioned because you know he seems to be up and down. He's he's, he's such a strange player, Terry, and uh, people can bring out all the stats they want about him, his time at Everton. He's he's come out with a with way too many dire performances um that a lot of fans gave up on him recently and uh but last night he, he was a bit better I thought and his, his pass was good and and uh, a couple of the free kicks he had I, I, I did definitely think we were going to score from one of them but just a word on Guilfi Sigurdsson I think Teddy is is you know is necessary yeah I mean he's um he's earning his money again now isn't he he's um
2: you know he's, he's starting to perform. I think, I think he's I know it gets said a lot, but I think he's found this sort of role in the squad now that it's going to be the player who plays when Hamas Rodriguez isn't. Um, I don't think there's you know, I don't think it works when the two of them are on, in the team at the same time. But you know, if we're going to play that diamond or that forty-one-two with you know Richarlison and Calvert Lewin up front, then that number 10 position with the three centre midfielders behind them that's tailor made for. Sigurdson, because he's not far back into the midfield where he can make mistakes or he can be caught out with his positioning. And he's um, he's got more than one player ahead of him to aim at. So it, it suits him down to the ground. There's obviously, a set piece delivery is very important as well. And, um, you know, I, I, other than the, the direct free kick on the edge of the box, which Calvert Lewin won, I don't know why the other players don't just turn to Sigurdson and go, listen, mate three years here and you've never scored one of these get off it I'm having it like but yeah he's he's come back from the brink for me. he was last season I'd, i historically I'd liked him, but at last season I'd gone off him in a big way, much like everyone had he was getting played in a four four two, and he was throwing pitch and pulling out of tackles and pointing past the ball rather than give it to him, yeah,
0: that performance was. Uh, away last year it was that yeah. was one of the worst performances I've ever seen by an play. That that was, that day as a whole was just awful. Well, um, he's come back for me from the brink for that.
2: I think there's definitely a place for him in the team. I think he's a useful player to have under this manager. Uh, Carlo's clearly likes him, and I'm, I'm I'm now not in the I hate Sigurdson club. I'm back in the you know Sigurdson's a useful player club, and not saying everyone else is, but. You know, he, he got a really good assist last night, almost a carbon copy. Yeah. Sort of move, the, the one that Richarlison scored in the derby. Straight pass, diagonal run in the net, simple as that. And um,
0: yeah, credit to yeah. Sigurdsson because he's, he's turned it round. I think I'll join you in that club, Terry, of the Sigurdsson's a useful player club. Um, Because I know Paul hates him. Paul absolutely hates him. Um, I think me and Paul were talking about him on, on, on a stream a few weeks ago and we were talking about that like he fits a very specific niche and um, that he has to have, he can't run but he's very good at putting the ball in behind so he needs to be that player with a little bit of space in this very specific area at this very specific time and we were like is there space in the Everton team for a player like that uh, and that was after the Fulham game I think and then he went and scored the penalty away at Anfield so I sort of I've sort of, yeah, after that I was made up with him to step up at, at Anfield in, in the last five minutes and put the penalty away. And then last night getting himself an assist and uh, I don't know, I'm always changing on him. He's like, he's like a bad smell, in he? He just seems to always come back and, um, but yeah, James, your, your opinion on him because he's, he splits opinions so much He's and I think he'll be spoken about even after he's left Everton. It, it'll be a a bit of a debate won't it because record signing at the time um, you know coming in didn't have the greatest track record so coming in he's been at the club for what uh, four seasons now what have you you know what have you made of him because I'm I'd like just basically what club are you in are you in mine and Teddy's club or are you in the get rid of them club
1: um, I, I'm sniffing around your club at the minute but I'm not in it just yet. Um, I talk about players who have sort of got a long way back and he, he's uh, one of them, you know, with the likes of him, Pickford, um, I mean, I'd say Delft, but he's probably like miles away. He's like, he's
0: not no, coming back I that, that man's back like, each passing seconds. Like, you know, Delft, we're talking about Sigurdsson here <laughs> <yet, laughs> as, as awesome. a split opinion. Like, I, I, I respect for gilfie Sigurdsson. I wouldn't even put him in the same sentence as Fabian Delft. Like, Fabian Delph is like,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Uh,
0: for the player that Sigurdsson deserves some praise here and there, and he has he has the odd good game, and he does the odd important thing. But we'll save the Delph talk for another day. He's just, yeah, I'm lost with that guy.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I do agree. With you. Yeah, he shouldn't be they they shouldn't be uttered in the in the same breath. But um. Yeah, I think it, you talk about the stats you can throw out. I think now he's on 14 goal involvement this season, which, and I was saying last night, I think he's been pretty crap for about 60% of the season and then alright for about 20%, 25%, something like that. And then he's yeah. turned it on in, in, in a few games. There's Even like the Tottenham game, that was him in the nutshell. Mm,
0: there's a couple of games
1: you can... When he got three assists.
0: There's a couple of games you can pin this season that they were as good points and the rest of it's rubbish. Like, there's the Sheffield United goal away. There's the penalty at Anfield. There's the penalty against... Was it Chelsea or was it... I think he scored one against Chelsea and I think he scored one against Tottenham. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he scored the one against Tottenham to make it 3-1. So, he's had the odd couple of, of you know, good moments and he just seems to have the... Yeah, you think, yeah, that's it. Now, I'm finished with him. Don't want I'm not going to back him again. And then he does something like that that sort of makes you go, oh, do you know what? I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I want to change my mind on him because he does. He'll do something really important. It won't be like he'll score a consolation goal in a dead rubber. He'll he has got enough scoring goals to win games or something like that. So I don't know. He splits opinion, and I'd like to see what more people think of him.
1: Well, I think as well. Like you, you talk about how he's been here four seasons. I remember his first one; he was. We, we didn't need him at all. We'd signed Rooney, we signed Klarsen, and, and we were playing a, a formation with one attack on the field there. I, I don't know what the behind-the-scenes was with Ross Barkley, but he was still at the club, so I don't really know what the plan was. He got played on the left. He scored about five worldies that season, but he was I felt he was fairly underwhelming. And then the 18 uh, we were talking about the other day, the eighteen nineteen season, I think he got 13 goals, maybe. Uh, but I remember thinking there was games where if he didn't score or assist... He didn't do much. And then the goals dried up last year. And then, obviously, he got played in that deeper role, which he just can't do. Um, and then this season, he's he's had good moments, as you say, absolutely. But he's only strung together a couple of 90 minutes where I think he's been genuinely really, really good and, and, and worked really hard and been one of the better players. Um, maybe I've got my cigarettes and goggles on a little bit. but. Yeah, it's just, I, 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 going forwards. If he, if he can play in that sort of niche that you talk about, Ben, that's fine, because I think he, he, he can definitely do that. But I was really pleased last night when I saw Iwobi come on and he didn't move him deeper, because that was a huge worry, because he just can't, he can't play deeper, in my opinion. I've seen yeah. it too many times now to think that it's a role he can sort of really fulfil. I think it was the City game when he got moved there. It's like, I think if he's going to play in that little bit where he played last night, that little pocket... He's either there, he's off the pitch. I, I can't see him ever getting moved to that central midfield spot again because um, he just, as you say, he can't run, he can't tackle. So if he's got to play behind the striker, that's the only position on the pitch where I think Sigton's going to be useful for us.
0: Yeah, I agree, and hopefully Carlo sticks to him there if he is going to give him a new deal. Just final word though, Alex be <laughs> because that. That stat of him coming on in the 87th minute and having more possession of the ball or take-ons or something than any other player just says it all, really, doesn't it? How, how, you know, boring that game was at times. But anyway, we'll leave it there. Uh, And we're going to be talking about Everton's game away at West Bromwich Albion on Thursday. Teddy? This game is really, really important now. Uh, first to play, I think, on the match day, um, if not like one of the early ones. So we can really set the tempo here uh, with three points. On 43 now, uh, Winnie moves us up into the top four. Basically, just how important is this?
2: I mean, it's big for the table because you, you would be in fourth while the other teams are playing. And... It'd be big for the club because it'd just be, as I said in the previous segments, getting momentum snowball and going into the you know, the, the crunch time at the end of the season because that'll have an effect when we go into the cup game as well. And, you, you know, it'll really set the tone as to where we could finish the season. It's so, also very really important to me because I've been looking forward to the time where Everton would play against big scam once again the
0: absolute Do you know what slug of a man in me in me considers uh, himself a master. No, no no don't let me go <laughs> let me let the horses go. You know, let go yeah go on go on keep going
2: where was i oh yeah that's right big slug of a man <laughs> who considers himself a master of defense alongside uh, Alongside Diego Simeone and claims that Everton were in the relegation um, places when he came in, even though we were 13th and classed a game against Dave, that David Unsworth was manager for as one of his wins because he was in the stand.
0: I was in the stand on that game, so technically I won. for all. So was I. So was I. I think if, if yeah, anyone if anyone can yeah, take credit yeah, for winning if anyone can take credit for winning us that game, it's Wayne Rooney. Yeah, and you know,
2: always whenever he gets a result, it is tactics. And whenever he gets battered, the um, the players didn't carry out his tactics. And texting Jake Humphries when we were losing to um to what Man United this season, saying so, you know the defenders um, the worst he's seen in years in the Premier League, and then he comes back into the Premier League and gets battered five nil and four 0 regularly. Uh, and let me what else? Oh yeah, um, the eleven out of ten on the survey judges himself to have done a job i will go missing if we don't beat this absolute charlatan at the week uh, on thursday i'll just you won't hear from me ever again if he beats us because i can't
0: stand the fella yeah before teddy began to vent uh, i was i was i was actually i was planning to ask about him and I thought, you know what, we might run out of time if I start talking about Allardyce because we could talk for ages about that season and this man in particular. Um, uh, if, yeah, if, since he's come in, uh, West Brom have not got any better than they have since Billich. They sat there in 19th. I think they're on 17 points. And you mentioned about how they've got Newcastle um, you know, at, at the weekend as well, Teddy. Um, but James West Brom have not been have really not been very good this season. They look like they're going to go back down. But what have you made of them? And and does do you think that makes it harder? Because I have seen a, a tweet from from Owen, who's a regular on the channel, and he was saying, "Big Sam will have 11, uh, 11 men behind the ball, just trying to get a get a nil nil out or something." So would it be easier if we were playing a team that sort of just came at us? I know you've got to play every team at some point, but. um yeah, do you, do you expect this one to be hard or because it, it's strange for the for the team in 19th you'd expect it to be a bit easier than another team but you know are, are we the best at breaking down a West Brom team like that?
1: Yeah, there's always going to be like little caveats isn't there for each game like I remember Sheffield United we had about 10 fifth players that night and we went to there and it was a real slugfest and there's boxing day and just everything so I think no matter who you play you can always you can, you can always seem a lot tougher than it, it needs to be but yeah Terry said we've just got to win that game because they are pony and I, I don't you know I don't care that you know, if you get beat I won't look a mug there because they are and, and you know they can win a game of football and still be crap but um yeah, I remember when they played at Anfield and obviously it was dead funny. They got a point there and that was that was all fun in games. I remember the warm-up. They were warming up in the back four or back five, just pacing back and forth, back and forth, because that's that's all he seems to know. But yeah, he, he winds me up to no end. So we just have to go there, get an early goal and then take their medicine. I think, just sit back and then see if we can get another. So um, yeah, it's, it's got to be another win. I don't care how we do it, but yeah, if we drop points to him, I'll be furious and, and he'll 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 be loving it as well because if if, if it's a bit of a lose lose though be, if we win it'll be the schedule and all this nonsense he's come off today already getting that excuse in. And then if if they get something from us then it'll be oh, we shouldn't have sacked him all this crap. So yeah, he's just an absolute nightmare of man.
0: <laughs> I uh, I'm glad that you that you've you've said all that, Teddy, because there's a couple of people who, for some reason, see fit to defend him. Um, the man is just... Oh, its just When I think back on my time as an Evertonian, they were some of the darkest days. I've never missed so many Everton matches. Um, I've been a six-season ticket holder for years. I've never missed so many home game matches as I did when he was the manager. Um, just him sat there with his big, big raincoat on and his cup of coffee and Sammy Lee stood up behind him. It's just horrible, horrible memories. So, yeah, this is... Teddy, if we're going to pick a game to win... If we're going to pick a game to win 4 or 5-0, I'd love to rub it in his face because his comments are just absolutely out of this world in terms of how silly he is.
2: His press conferences have more excitement and action in them than his um, his matches did. Yeah, could go on forever, standing on the touchline, licking the snot off his lip in the middle of a. February away at Stoke, and, oh, it, honestly, why aren't you playing Adam Ola-Luchman? Well, I've got um, Yannick Balassi who costs £30 million and Theo Walcott, who cost £25 it's Oh, yes, yeah, Sam, that's how it works, mate, yeah. The more you cost, the better you are. Oh, uh, it, it, this game, it's just a touch on the game, just for... <laughs> For the two West Brom fans who are watching, I yeah, like I mean, we'll, we'll club interrupt,
0: club. We'll, in, we'll interrupt the uh, the Sam Allardyce preview to talk about the game on Thursday for a moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry, West Brom fans, because I like West Brom as a club, got loads of time for them, but I haven't for Sam Allardyce. Yeah, at same least mate, you know, well, it, yeah. if 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 we if we can't beat him, then there's nothing down for us. because and and you know, at least. If he does get beat, we batter them or we beat them or whatever. He won't be able to get off to Benidorm like he did after uh, you know we lost a, a few important kids because his a uh, his beloved Brexit happens and put the put the bullets in that didn't it? So sorry Sam. Um, and, honestly, honestly though, but they, I don't like I try to give every club and every team. They're you? Like, you can't just pretend you're going to walk into matches and roll teams over in this league, but we, they are undies. They're, they're terrible. We should be beating them anyway, and he's basically kind of in already, saying he's got to um, rotate his team, so he's practically writing this game off to play Newcastle. But they will play a certain way. That won't suit Everton. Everton don't want to have all the ball, but West Brom are going to make sure they do. And that's where we make our own mistakes. We give it away in key areas when we've got too much of the ball, trying to engineer something. So I'm just hoping that the likes of Hammers are playing, who are very careful with the ball and, and can, you know, make the difference in the game. Because,
0: honestly, I won't be able to live with myself if we don't beat that slug. Yeah, it's it's one that I'd, I'd love to go there and battle them. And I hope we wear that lovely yellow away kit. Um, it just doesn't really have any meaning, to be honest, it's seen it on the poster, on Sky, and I really we were. Um, James, that, uh, as, as Terry was saying, it's, it, you know, Hamez playing as well. What sort of team should we go for? Because there's the likes of Hamez and Davis who missed out last night against Southampton. Um, What sort of team do you want to see? Because I definitely want to see Hamez here. Because if anyone's going to unlock them, it's going to be someone like him, isn't it? With hopefully Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin up front in the Diamond. Yeah, I said James has got to play in this
1: game um, for in terms of the creativity because even though, I mean, Lee Peltier's been getting minutes in the Premier League. I just, I can't believe it. That Townsend, Fairly got a fullback as well. And then yeah, the Kyle Bartleys of this world just bang average footballers who I think West Brom came up too quickly um, for some parts of the squad because I just think players like that are good enough. Um, and again, same as you boys, I've got no problem with with West Brom. It's, it's more just Allardyce. But um, yeah, we, we need to have the, the creativity on. We want to try and break them down because they're only going to one way. We know they're only going to play one way. They're not capable of playing any other way, uh, mostly down to him. To but yeah, um, I did say to my dad though last night, if one team is going to have a tactic for just kicking James all game it's going to be Sam Aradice's team and if one is going to be doing it it's Jake Livermore and if he plays I can see him going through James three or four times before he is inevitably booked but um, yeah I think we need a lot of creativity on the pitch James maybe even an Awobi I'm absolutely desperate to see a, a midfield free of Decore Davis and Alan, and we haven't once seen it yet so I'd love to think that will happen, but again, I think he could rest Alan, maybe even DeCore, because Alan's not played a lot, and DeCorey has is on the other end of the spectrum. He's played absolutely loads, So it's going to be interesting, but yeah, as long as we've got Hammers on the pitch, I think we've got our best solution for breaking down. Sort of, well, 11 men behind the ball, really. And then the likes of Michael Keane are going to need a big game against that um Dianye they got up front because he looked like a bit of a handful classic mid season Sam Aladike signing him. So um yeah it's gonna be a big game for us and we just need to make sure we go and win. Yeah
0: it's um gonna be a tough one. That's like you know uh with goes without saying because teams like that we're gonna sit back. We do struggle against them. Um but the away form we can't talk about the away form. I think this is nine away wins. If we, uh, if we beat West Brom on Thursday? If,
1: if we win, it's the most away wins at this stage of the season ever. I think. Really? I should have mentioned that, yeah. I think um, the Liverpool one made it equal with 84-85. And then <sighs> I think we drew against someone in the, the, the next game. So if we win, I think it's the best record by this stage of the season we've ever had. So
0: Oh, my word. That, yeah, unbelievable away form this season, Teddy, because uh, you've got faith now that Everton can go away and beat anyone on their own patch, you know, even going away to like Arsenal and Chelsea, which we've still got to do, gives you a bit more, you know, a bit more confidence going to these away games when, when Everton haven't done very well in them. Um, And even like, you know, the games that have come previously, like Leicester away, Leeds away, I didn't have really any confidence for us beating Leeds because I was, I thought, I just thought these are jammy. We, I, I, I can't see it based on Everton's, you know, history of going away to teams like this in night games and we just, yeah, we, we beat them two one, so that's important, isn't it? It's it's good to get another win here, not just to to beat Allardyce and not just to move up into fourth, but you know to really show that we're we're a good side away from home this season. Yeah, I mean it's it's that um
2: it's that behind closed doors football, has not it? It's it's changed the game. It's it's taken away the uh, the effect, obviously, of supporters on the on the game. So it's all now down to the tactical Nelson and setup of the manager. There's no, you know, sort of peripheral, sort of other factor. And not many have got a better manager than us. It's as simple as that. The the better managers win away from home because it requires a lot more, you know, a lot more setup, a lot more you know, coaching a lot more, a lot more everything that on the manager's side of things because there's no equaliser anymore. So that's, you look at our form this season and that, you know, it bears that out. Like, we, Carlo's probably won more away games than the three, previous three managers combined have because he's just a better manager than them. And when the fans come back, okay, I don't expect to win nine, you know, nine away games by this time of the season every year, but I think we'll win more than we did previously, and it won't become, you know, the away game problem anymore. I think he'll moved us on from that, because the players, you know, they get used to things, and to get used to winning away from home, winning breeds winning. So looking again against home, it's nice to set new, you know, good records, isn't it? Get rid of the bad ones and set new good ones. This is another one I want to set. of yeah, the definitely. best ever away. It's better than eighty we five. I'll we'll take. It'll go some way to him um, being the best away records of any season ever by the end of it. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's so
1: good thing as well. Guys. I think if if go we on, do you. win, I think it's the most. I was just going to say, I think it's if we do win, I think it's he, he will now overtake Silver at our um, and Koeman combined for away wins in
0: the league. Amazing. I'm pretty sure. I think he's levelled the minute. So yeah, it's amazing stats. It's it's crazy to think we entertain those three managers at the club. Um, uh, for a club that whose whose uh, motto is nothing but the best is good enough, we certainly haven't lived up to it until until now. Because, yeah, we've spoke about it already, but we we were just we were entertaining some absolute dross in the dugout, weren't we? And it's good to see that Carlos come in and there is a genuine difference, and you genuinely can see the. The uh, you know the change and no one has the right to question this manager now. Everything Carlo Ancelotti does for me is bulletproof because I trust him. I have full faith in him. And now uh, you know I'm pretty confident going into going into Thursday's game. I don't know about you two, but um, yeah, I'd say I'd say we've got every reason we can beat them and we can beat them convincingly. And if we hopefully get an early goal like we did last night against Southampton, no reason we can't. Teddy, I want to get your. who you'd like to see because uh, James mentioned Iwobi there, Iwobi's been brilliant I think coming off the bench in the last couple of games even if it's only been for the last couple of minutes to see the game out, I would like to see Iwobi and I think he can. He could hurt this West Brom team for me, I think he's a good player to play against them because he sh- he seems to have gained a bit of pace and he seems to, his, his footwork's been a lot better so any players in particular you'd like to see coming to the side?
2: You know, there's two things that, that I've learned about Carlo is you don't know what his team line is going to be because it changes constantly, and you can't trust him when it comes to um, injury news. So I don't know. It's the worst question to ask me. I, I want to see Hammers come in, but well, Hammers could not be fit. But he, and he's saying that he will be back for this game. He always does it, but um, it will be. You know, he's he's good travelling with the ball. He's one of the best. We've got a lot of good footballers for delivery of ball and for you know like Sigurdsson and, and, you know, the passing of Andre Gomez and so on, but not many players carry the ball very well in the team. charlison's one, um, Dean's one. I don't even think Calder Lewin's particularly good when he's running with the ball at his feet. That's not his game. He, he likes to finish and, you know, win the ball and, and move it on. So Wobbe sticks out a mile because he's got that little bit of flair in his, in his boots and I wouldn't be upset to see to be, I wouldn't be upset to see any player start apart from himself. It's the only it's the only red line yeah. I've got. Yeah. Everyone else. Everyone else in Callo we trust, but if we ever start to, I'll question
0: it. Yeah. And um yeah, we'll leave it there, guys. Just quickly, just want to get your score predictions for, for Thursday. James, start with you first, mate. Score prediction.
1: Um I'll go for I'll go 2-0. two 0 Two obviously two to us. <laughs> yeah, two nil.
0: Any goal scorers or anything like that you can see coming?
1: Um I think I could see a defender score maybe like a Michael Keane or a, maybe you know, maybe it could be the game Ben Godfrey gets his first goal. I think we need to make use of set pieces because they're gonna be founders all over the gaff. So yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot of a lot of opportunities to put the ball into the mixer and um yeah, I'll go Michael Keane and um I'll say Rich Harsin to keep his, his
0: rich vein of form going. Um I agree with that 2-0. Uh and I, I, I can see Luca Dean scoring because I think after we mentioned it in the Southampton extra time, Teddy, but Gilfie Sigerton's free kicks are absolutely dire. And I'm, I'm wondering now maybe they're going to let Luca Dean take one, you know, when when it's just outside the box. And I can see Luca Dean maybe getting a free kick goal for some reason and uh, hopefully Richarlison as well. Teddy, you got any uh, score predictions? Five
2: uh, mil.
0: Five nil, that's it. And uh, I mean it. I
2: mean it. Five nil. The shite. He's shite. And if we don't beat them five 0 I'll be upset.
0: Let's bring um, Cheng Tosin and Theo Walcott back from on loan and get him to Get it to get them both to Betty. Big Sam, and it'll be a five nil win.
2: And now we move on to the end of the podcast and, of course, the quiz. Uh, we're going to change things up a little bit uh, once again, and I'm going to host the quiz. I'm trying my very best, though, not to do me strange quiz master voice that I always put on, We sort of um, received pronunciation voice, uh, my official voice, as it were, my telephone voice. Yeah, uh, And, of course, we'll be doing the starting 11 quiz, as usual, for a game in, of Everton past against Brom. And if I could just have intense quiz music please there it is very intense Uh, the game in question this week between James and Stephen will be a game from January 2018 the 20th of January 2018 between Everton and West Brom at Goodison Park which finished 1-1 and I'm going to quickly find a coin to flip see who wants to go first oh that's a tough one though was slipping into the air uh, voice then, I'm gonna be careful.
0: Because we were just talking oh. about how forgettable all that season was on the on the <laughs> on the preview, weren't we? It's a tough one then.
2: Was indeed. Um, right, okay. So I'm gonna flip a coin, I'm gonna let you guest, and you're the usual host, Stephen. So mm-hmm. James, heads. Um, I'll go heads. It is tails, so Stephen, you get to pick whether you want to go first or second.
0: Um I'll go second, but I'll let, I'll let James get one in first because it'll might jog my memory a little bit.
2: <laughs> so remember twenty eighteen and I think that is yeah, that's when Aladice was in charge. I
0: think it I think prob- it might have still been Cooman at the time though. I'm not sure. Oh, no, sorry, oh, I think it was November, wasn't it? He took yeah. over, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it would have been nowadays, would not it? Okay. So, I'm glad I'm not on the, um, the other side of the
2: quiz yeah. podium in
0: this one, because James, I, I think James I think other. James is 1-0 as well in the quizzes, isn't he? Because last time I was the host, and he, he took it all away on the Man United one. 2-0, yeah, he's we done
2: that
1: twice. Yeah, I guess 2-0, actually, uh, oh, really, yeah. Oh, really,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Nice. Ah, okay, cool
2: so uh, have you ready James we can um, fire away
1: Um, I mean I remember know then Stephen on the YouTube video about how you miss loads of games but I remember I went to loads of games that season for god knows what reason but I was on holiday when this game was happening so I remember watching it in the Alps on some horrible stream Um, and that was the game James McCarthy broke his leg so I'll start with him Started
2: so me to get one. Oh, I remember now. James McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. James McCarthy did in fact start and did indeed. It and yeah. did indeed, was indeed substituted. That'll
0: be why. Yeah, it was Rondon, wasn't it? Remember, Rondon was real like heartbroken. I remember yeah. it now. Okay. Um, oh God. Uh, so 2017, 2018. There's only 2018. What's say Teddy? Sorry, twenty eighteen, January, and it's in the yeah. there. So, going off that season, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Jordan Pickford because he was he he was the goalkeeper, wasn't he?
2: Jordan Pickford did start the game, and he was in fact the goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, sorry, James, I've I've took the easy out um, there. No, that's fine. I'll okay, go
1: um... I will go for um, Nias. I think he scored the goal. He scored about eight goals that season somehow. So yeah, I'll say the
2: Mias was a used substitute and did indeed score Everton's goal on the seventieth minute.
0: Oh, what well that's ruined it for me like...
2: the Go on. Picking the goalkeeper or the or the the goal scorer is like taking the low offer on the chase isn't
0: it (laughs) (laughs) it is isn't it I I feel I feel very very dirty now Um, alright well I I I think I'm getting my games mixed up here because I'm not sure if it was Leicester home I'm thinking about because I thought that was 1-1 as well that season Um, I'm going to go for one of it was January it was the 20th of January Mm 20th of January I'm just thinking, might have been a bit early for one of his signings in the January window, so I'm going to leave him out. I'm going to go for Leighton Baines. Nope.
2: This no, this was the. Uh, what? The re- we've uh, we've got a winner, an early winner. You've fluffed it early oh, James the winner. My this
1: was the. Uh, God. This he was good, Larry, wasn't he?
2: I'm, I'm
1: going to give you this one because it's so bad. Um, this was Martinez reign of terror at left-back. Oh, yeah. And I, th- Let I you think the and Walcott, I was just going to say Tosin, yeah. I think it was his, it was
2: his home debut, maybe. Tosin did indeed um, start
1: the game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Awful. I remember we had a shot in the first half, and I think it was our first shot for about three games or something ridiculous.
0: Um, well... I, I was well, thinking, one, yeah. are, we, are we going to carry on, Teddy? scene as I've absolutely embarrassed myself and gone out so early. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I,
2: I broke, I broke, a bit and gave you Cooper Martina when I shouldn't have. I was just that horrified to see it on the oh, list again. But yeah, um, but since it doesn't count anymore, you know, James has won. Get thinking of your song, James. But yeah, so we've had um, McCarthy, Pickford, Martina, uh, and Tosin so far. Still, and Nias off the bench. Still, quite a few players to go.
0: Is it James or me? Yeah, no, I, I said Tosin. Yeah. Oh yeah. You said Any, two anyway, two. <laughs> you can awkward silence. You, 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 you,
2: you can just both keep. Yeah, we could go with that as
0: well. Said. I forgot he said Tosin. I still can't believe that Bainesy didn't start. Um, right, I think Coleman had his, was was injured because remember he came back in the thing that might be Newcastle or Leicester. There's one play. Oh, I don't know actually if he was played. I think he came on for his debut because he signed in that that January window Theo Walcott
2: Theo Walcott did start so uh, both that, of the... see,
0: that was me that was me one and then I thought it might have been a bit early because I knew he signed in that window so that's why I went for Baines thinking Baines was a sure one
1: I think he assisted the goal Walcott I think, yeah, I, thought I, think he he January, I thought he but, scored I thought he scored his
0: first goal at the park end no
1: yeah that is the, that was 2-1 against Leicester that I think yeah. Um, I, I mean, did I, did I you see, at the time the um, Everson banter era, like Fred. That's yeah, brand, that, right? I
0: love that. I absolutely love that. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that 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 was me. I I made that. Oh, really? Oh my God, Teddy, we
0: have a
1: legend <laughs> on
0: the podcast that we didn't even know it.
1: <laughs> it, it, it was it, it was this game that sparked it because I thought, I because I'd never seen the replay, but I thought Morgan Schneider lost the ball and then McCarthy won it back. But I think McCarthy might have actually lost it when he broke his leg. But I remember one of the things I put in it was Schneider lost the ball for the umpteenth time this season and it resulted in James McCarthy breaking his leg. So Morgan Schneider, I'll have him there as well.
0: I'll have to go find him.
1: <laughs> Great way to spend a holiday.
0: <laughs> Morgan,
2: the... Uh... Morgan, Schneidlin, the world's laziest gobshite. didn't seem to start the game. Yeah. Uh, think about right. McCarthy, Schneidlin, Martina, Pickford, Walcott, Tosin. There's plenty of other shitbags in this team. Well, uh, one big one. Oh, one
0: big one? Uh, That's not a, you're just, you're that know, it. You'll know you it is. narrow it down. No. Oh, the I know it is. is. I'm gonna yeah, go for uh, Adrisicanae. No no Nope. No in this game. Uh, oh, tell a lie.
2: Oh no. Yes, he, he didn't play, oh,
1: but he okay. was on the bench. Right. Oh. Is is the is the the shit bag in question Ashley Williams? He isn't. Is <laughs> <It>
2: is <indeed. laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never celebrated his goal against West Ham. I couldn't do it. Uh, I was done with him.
2: I he had can't. Ashley Williams and Morgan Schneider up the, up the spine of the team, and I used the term spine very loosely.
0: He, <laughs> I'm trying to think, because we must have had Martina at left back. Did John Joe Kenny play, Teddy? He did. Yeah. We had
2: the stellar full-back of John Joe Kenny and cuco Martina, while wow. Coleman and Bain did
1: um. Sam
2: Allen Sammy Lee in the dugout.
0: Yeah, that's that's a shock. It's that? like a treehouse of horror, You um, Never, Simpsons never feel
2: like you've come you've come a long way. The glow up is
0: real. Yeah. <laughs> like when you, see you it's like one of them Twitter memes at the moment. You had to be there, isn't
1: yeah. it? Oh. <laughs> With like Ashley Williams, just like weird pineapple haircut he back here, yeah, as one of the photos. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, um Ashley Williams
2: came back that preseason like he'd been at a. He'd been traveling and going to festivals all summer. He was about three stone overweight. He had his hair in dreadlocks and wristbands all over him. It's like, yeah. mate, you can't go to all the festivals. Yeah,
0: he looked like he create a character awful. on Saints Row or something, didn't he? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, We've got, ah. We've got lists.
2: one, two, three, it's three starters and two subs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'll say Michael Keane centre half.
2: No, nope, that's the first one you've got wrong. <coughs> since you, really, Michael uh, Keane was on the bench, and did not play.
1: Uh... I've got no idea. Centre half. Oh, you do. That's there a... was like a
2: makeshift back four that would come out okay for a bit, and it was Williams, <laughs> Kenny, obviously, and and Martina, who was.
0: The fact that you've said that it was makeshift makes me think that it wasn't Phil Jagielka.
2: Jagielka um, okay. was on the bench but didn't play. Okay, still playing for us now. Wouldn't be given these clues, by the way, if he was still playing, but... Yeah, I he know.
1: Play,
2: he play,
0: put it this was way, it Mason, Holgate? You know? Mason Holgate Southampton. Mason Holgate...
2: It was Mason Hall game. Yeah. No, there was it was the season he
0: pushed know, into now the stand, it. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So we've got um, two more left. One's one's obvious, one isn't. And we've got two more um, bench players.
2: Whoa. Jesus Christ, you um, know who West,
1: Brom,
2: West Brom's manager was? Nigel Pearson.
1: Alan Pardew. I oh, him. Was
2: oh, Jesus, there? yeah. Pardew um, Ice, that's a clash,
1: isn't it? If it uh, I'm not, I think I might know the non-obvious one is, but I'll say Sigurdsson.
2: Sigurdsson in, did indeed start the game, so it was one more starter and he was the non-obvious one.
0: I, I don't think Balassi had come back from people, injury. or two people, I think. I don't think Balassie had come back from injury at this point. Did you say there was one obvious one? or
2: That was Sigurdsson. There's one,
0: there was one starter who was
2: an obvious and two bench players who were both obvious.
0: Um, was Calvert Lewin on the bench?
2: He wasn't at
0: all. Oh, okay,
1: I can never think of him ever being injured.
2: You guys are just been not picked, it was all as remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah,
1: it's a non obvious one. Um, actually, no, oh, Balassi was back because I remember he came back on boxing day, so I say like Balassi.
0: Last year was the one of the two came off the bench, okay. Well, one so, of the three, but the two left. So we've had Blassie two now, to... we've had two, haven't we?
2: have had 2
0: now we have had 2 have not we who have came off the bench. What, well, yeah, one sub, one more sub, and one more starter. All right, uh, Garner Gay have said McCarthy, Schneider, and that, that Matt the midfield, probably the most defensive midfield I've ever seen that. Um, we conceded. when want a goal down. Remember. I think this was the season that Morales got shipped off um, to Olympiacos or something? What What do you mean? When the season he
2: got shipped off, he got shipped off in three consecutive years. <laughs> no,
0: the first one. <laughs> the first. Off. Yeah, no, the, the first. The, I mean, a, I shipped off. I mean, this was the first time his number got changed. Um. Because he went to 28 <laughs> and then he went, yeah. yeah, and then he just, yeah. And then he's, now he's wherever he is, he isn't he? I've put that
1: but, picture on Instagram.
0: Uh, oh, my God, I haven't got a clue. I really haven't got a clue, Teddy. Uh, the it, non-obvious
1: could be, is it Vlazic? It is Nikola oh, what a, the man what
2: who was
1: less
2: played. The professional football. Yeah, well, I was
1: thinking football. either him or Luke, one.
0: Mm.
2: The international footballer who's less famous than his own sister.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. This does uh, a fighter's battles on it. Yeah. And
0: then one more off the bench. One more who came off the bench. 17 18. Uh, wasn't... Nah, I don't know. James, you got any idea?
1: Um, I'll say Wazza
2: was not indeed the current derby county manager Wayne Rooney came off the bed alright and that's everyone so congratulations James well uh, done James got a fair bit to think about your song now would you please tell us the song <laughs> you'd like to see us out to at the end of the podcast
1: um I'll go for In Your Life by the Beatles I had not thought about it at all to be honest but I'll go, I'll go for that
2: I don't know why not, you win all your quizzes so you should be thinking about it before you come on <laughs> a little theme going yeah. <laughs> I'll,
1: all right. I'll pre-prepare next time yeah.
2: <laughs> brilliant well that's the uh, end of the podcast brings us nice and neatly to a close um, thanks to everyone for for listening as we listen to the songs of a, very, a small, small little known band from Liverpool called The Beatles um, I'll just say thank you for listening again and Check out everyone's social media, Toffee Blues on Twitter, um, Instagram. Check out Stephen's social media. Check out mine especially, and obviously check yeah. out uh, James's social media, The Babylon Blues as well. So, thank you very much. And,
0: uh, yeah, thanks everyone for, for listening. We'll see you in the next one.